Welcome to How You Living, a modern-day real estate and living style show, offering a platform that is a perfect fit for the home and the community you want to create. Your host is LaTanya Jr. This is a place where transparent conversations and best practices are transformed into action and the changes you want to see. Now, here is LaTanya. Welcome home. Welcome home. Wow, we're back on air. It's LaTanya. And welcome to our new show, which is How You Live In. And uh, I, I have to get this homework out of the way because uh, my producer made me made sure I share with people. We want to just thank everyone for listening to the Not Just Talk show. Um, and while the uh, information is poignant, uh, we know we are living in a transformative world and living in home and community. And of course, after this pandemic, everyone's running to, to homes and coming together as a community. And we thought it was a great opportunity to do a show on one of my uh, biggest loves in life. And as many of you who have listened to the previous show, you know my thing is a home and the crib and the family and the community. And so we wanted to create um, um, how you live in to bring not just current trends, but to really give people the tools to have a successful home life, to have a successful social life, to have a successful community and create what they want. And so I want you to Stay close to us on Facebook and, and email us. This is your show. This is all about you. And therefore, um, we're going to have your experts, videos. I'm going to be out and about touring um, historic homes and product reviews and DI, you know, DIY and yard work. You name it. I'm going to give you everything you possibly would need to make sure that that you, as the Native Americans say, 12 generations strong, continue a legacy of life and love and community. And hopefully we can increase the capacity of humankind. So welcome to the show and welcome home. Uh, I am LaTanya Jr. I'm your host, as as mentioned. Uh, and I want to slow things down because the first show was a big deal. We know that um, we were going to have a lot of more guests. And then I said, nope. I, I want to just really get focused, and I want to think about two of the very important things um, that are meaningful, not only to me, but also what I read on the Internet. And one is, what kind of home fits you best? And I thought I would start with um, uh, an, um, speaking to an extraordinary soul that has a gem in her the bosom of her soul. And, and, and we're going to talk to Laura Goodwin, um, who... It's multifaceted, as we all are, have so many different dimensions. Um, at the same token, she's a 25-plus-year veteran as a fitness expert and coach, and um, I'll, I'll peer into her resume in just a minute. But we are. I want to know where the thinking and spirituality in place, and it starts at home. And so you're going to hear a lot of these real-life conversations that draw you in because your home can be your um, place where all things began, the beginning of something big. It should be. It should be where you dream, where you make love, and, and where you socialize and pass your story on. And Laura Goodwin has one of the treasures of the New England. So, and I, I'm going to let her tell us more about it. But uh, I want you to imagine this. Uh, this particular woman um, has worked with corporations and HBO, and she's been featured in Crane Magazine, uh, New York as one of New York top uh, 40 business owners. She's had her own full-service gym, over 4, 14,000 square feet, 1,500 uh, members for over six years. I could go on and on and on, and we're, we're familiar also with the World Trade Center. She was pussying around in there, changing people's lives. And uh, that's going to be important as we end our conversation with Laura because Laura was going to share with us about the importance of having a peace place and a place of healing and a place of fitness in your home uh, and all those good things. But that being said and done, Laura Goodwin, are you there? Humbly. Uh, unbelievable. I'm humbly here. <laughs> I can hear you. There was a pause. I was like, where, where, where did she go? Where did she go? Welcome to, you're the first guest. What do you think about that? Uh, How you living, oh girl? How you so, living? 
I am I am blessed. I am just I am in the place of being and I am focused and I am loved. And it's 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 just wonderful. Ma- massive amounts of gratitude. Massive amount of gratitude. Well, you know, you and I both, uh, we've had this conversation. I thought, wouldn't it be the uh, great, gentle conversation to start how you live in? Because you're living in a, such a special way, and so am I. Um, and we're not saying that to yeah. be braggadocious. But, but let me set it up. Let me set it up so they get an idea of where you are, and then we're going to deep dive into you, okay? So I did okay. some. You know how I do research. You know how you have to sort of like hold me down, Laura? So you mm-hmm, sent me mm-hmm. you sent me some information on your village, and then I went to see the photos, and I was trying to figure out how I could buy a house there because I was like, "Oh, I think I picked the wrong community." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I was I was reading about uh, this one of the oldest communities in New England, and, and, and Roger Williams purchased the first property in 1638, and and all these great things. And and, and your community is about 140 acres, and there's now walking tours and um, meals and trolleys and casinos, and it's all these wonderful things. But most importantly, that you own a precious jewel of the American soil. And that being said and done, first tell me when did you, uh, when did you find, you know, when did you purchase this house? What was the year you purchased the home? Purchased the house in two thousand in like nine, late two thousand nine, actually in May. 2009. Was it it the home you were looking for? Were you looking for an older home and did you work with a realtor or did they say go to this, you know, is this what you were looking for? Was this a jewel you sort of stumbled upon? Jewel like we stumbled up upon, it was a, um, it was actually a hundred year flood that they had here in Rhode Island and uh, all the other houses were flooding. (laughs) They looked horrible. And for the amount that I could look at and we could afford, I found this house and I went to the basement and it was dry and I was like when but I just fell in love with it because it's it's just the historical piece of it is just so historical so you said you fell in love with it It, was it just the visual because you know what I think some of these homes have a sense of feeling to them did you feel something when you went in you know I felt something but I didn't know what it was if that makes any sense. And it was a visual love of the community because it reminded me, I grew up in Westchester County um, in Bronxville, uh, which is a very old community in New York and Westchester. And so it had a stone bridge that reminded me of the town I grew up in. Um, but other than that, it was just, I didn't know the, I didn't understand the history and I didn't understand the relevance of the property until I, um, I actually didn't understand it until 2000 and in, in 20, 2000. So now like share that with like, us. Yeah. Share, go ahead and share that powerful. part because that's when you called me, you called me sometime um, and yeah. we have this power love fest. And so share that with our yeah. listeners. So in 2020, 2019, my, my ex decided to wanted to leave and move away from the home. And I was like, okay, let's just sell it. And I was ready to walk away. And I was like, fine, we just sell it. I mean, I, I thought the house was adorable. It's a cute gambit. Um, it had his, it's one of the oldest houses in the village, as you touched upon, one of the oldest, ho- oldest houses in America. And um, it was a cute house, and it belonged to Ephraim, Colonel Ephraim Boehm. And uh, I was going to walk away. And then one night I had a epiphany, Uh, I don't know what it was. All I know is that ancestors came to me and told me not to sell the house and told me the history of the home. And I kind of knew there was history, but I wasn't sure exactly what. And that's when I realized that it was a powerful, and then I started doing the research just like you. And I found a lot of the research to be absolutely true of what I found. And um, that my bedroom closet was a blacksmith shop that used to make wrist cuffs for the slaves. And that the house, the land was used for um, slave options. The 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 land, so, yeah, the land was used for a slave option, uh, um, auction. You know, a, it's very, it, yeah, what's very, and and that is a sense of, you know, I've had non people of color ask me because I too um, own a home that uh, clearly have some relationship to slavery. 
and people often don't know how to sit on the fence with that. They, some people say, oh, that feels very spooky. I don't know. But for me or for you, does it feel like a sense of pride or responsibility to maintain this legacy? You know, I think about the hands that built this hard oak home 150, 70 plus years old. What are, you, what are your thoughts? What do you, you know, in regards to that? Did that bring another level of affection for the home? Yes, my God, so honest that you asked me that. Um, so the house itself was built in 1720, but it wasn't built here. It was down the road, um, and they rolled it up here in 1850. So the front of the house um, was down there. So was the, um, the dining room, which was a rum mill, which they used to trade um, slaves, rum and sugar, from the triangle trade. And that was there in 1700s, early 1700s. And the land was belonged to a slave trader and ca- sea captain named Captain Thomas Remington. And for me, the, the home, the house itself has history. But for me, it is the land that, um, that housed where, my, where, where the home sits was where there was an old barn. And that's where he used to uh, auction the slaves and quarter them. And my bedroom closet was a blacksmith shop, like I said, that made the angle irons. So my love was like, I had this, it's like the house isn't haunted. It feels really comfortable. Um, yes. But the land has got power to it. When you walk the land, it's when you're like, wow. People have told me when they walk the land. Well, you know, when you is, just walk me through with a, with the video camera, remember you just recently Mm-hmm. And, and there's a sense there's for one, we know everything you touch, the walls cannot be duplicated. That wood is not around anymore and so on, et cetera. But the reason why I, I pose these questions is because, you know, I've spent about two years in the South, uh, back and forth between the South and D.C., as you know. And I have absolutely fallen in love and I can't stop encouraging people that buying brand new homes is just not the only option. Uh, option. Uh, these homes are built to last and they're affordable. Exactly. I mean, you could get you could get these homes all around the United States, these treasures and communities love mm-hmm. you for it. Um, and you can restore them. I mean, I, I literally up to two years ago, you could have I, I saw several homes on two or three acres, plantation homes for five, ten and fifteen thousand dollars. And, you know, I have to tell you, Laura, I was going to share this with you. Harvard did a study about these old homes. Um, I'm sorry, not Harvard. I, as a matter of fact, I posted it on Facebook. Let me be clear. But one of the things they said is that they're actually less, t- they're, they're less expensive to renovate than a new home. Mm-hmm. How about mm-hmm. that? And I find that to be yeah, true. Right. I mean, have you found that to be, we, as women, we can work on these homes ourselves the way they built them. D- are you having that same experience? Yeah. I mean, I had the front of the clapboards done, um, redone, and it was brilliant. I mean, it was just to open up that wood, to open up that clapboard and to see, like, oh, as wide as me. As Girl, it feels as good, as don't it? <laughs> yeah, because you touch it. I carved my name up in there because I was like, okay, so I touched it. You think about it, that, that for that tree to be that big and that strong at the time that they cut it down when the house was built in 1720, that without that power, tree had to without be power about, tools, without power tools, right? Without power tools. And they built that house and it's just powerful. And then I walk through the house and I'm, there's, you know, there's things that I, I you know, you constantly have to upkeep any home. But it, 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 there is a beautiful sense of pride. And then the land to be able to be one of the only people of color to own this land. I am one of the only yes. people of color that ever owned this land. In this, no, it, in it, it's that, a huge that, deal. It's yeah, a, it's huge, a deal. huge deal. It feels good. I think um, um, good. one of the quotes, and uh, I posted it on Facebook earlier this morning, is that the average 1,500 square home for one of these um, uh, re- one of these historic homes come in about $35,000, $37,000 to restore. And I put the whole list and if you want, if everybody, if anyone wants to list, just meet us on Facebook and I'll, and I'll shoot it to you. Um, but in my case, your house was solid. I 
you know, walked up on a, a, a home that was vacant. And over the weeks and throughout the year, you'll see before and after photos. And I'll explain to you where I started and what part was the most important and, and, and so on, et cetera. Uh, but, but moving forward, um, would you encourage other people? Because, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm right now down at the country house. And I mm-hmm. look at people and speak with people. And I'd be thinking, you guys are waiting to get into those four and $500,000 homes or Think about all the people that walked away from their family's southern homes. You know how you meet people mm-hmm. and they go, oh, our family owned land and a house. And I'm like, I'm not impressed unless you fixed it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would you say mm-hmm. to our listeners? Would you encourage our listeners, um, people of color and everyone, p- to go back and make sure they, they think about that these beautiful treasures are an option? They are an option. So, I yes, I would totally recommend and ask people to take time and to go back and see what's there. I mean, I came here, wasn't expecting to find this gem and was able to purchase it. Um, I have, my mother's family had property down in uh, Swan Quarter, North Carolina, where they were sharecroppers on. And the property's still there, but their brothers and sisters are arguing so much they can't. There are 13 kids in the family. Then there's cousins. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know. Yeah, not not know what's going to happen with that land. But if that's an option, I would love to go down there and, 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 and rebuild the house that was there and make it into a family like Oasis. That's something I would love to do. Um, my father's family's from, from uh, my father's from Charleston, but his family's Gullah Geach. Oh, you're kidding. Childs, man, those, oh, yeah, wow. those things are, and they're, that that's land a big is being deal. taken back that's right a big now. Deal. That is a big deal, girl. I didn't know. I didn't know. You're, you're, yeah. you're a celebrity. You're a colored celebrity. I'm a, I'm a Gullah Geach. I'm a Geach. I'm a hundred. Wow. We did my father's DNA and he's a hundred percent African, undiluted. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I, I just I, I just know with the market so congested right now. I, I think about D.C. I, I, I was reading that there's a, a house shortage of about 50,000 homes um, and people oh, yeah. are literally standing in line. I got a call last night at 11 because I'm mentoring people to buy homes and sell homes and things like that. And I got a call and they were like, we're waiting in line. We're in line in North Carolina to look at a house. And I'm saying people yep. don't. Don't, you know, now, now it is not for someone that is so glamorous, they don't want to touch a hammer. Um, if once you find your team of contractors and those are your folks and you want to know, read their, you know, watch, um, read their portfolio and their reviews and things like that. Um, I, I would say the quality of life I have in this home, if I would have had this home in New York, because you and I met in New York or in D.C., this would be a one point eight million dollar house. Hands down. Mm-hmm. And should mm-hmm. I tell you my taxes are less than $200 a year? And I was, you know, and I was paying mm. over $10,000 taxes in another state. And so people, you can get in a home, you can love a home, but make sure you're that person that that that, that loves a treasure and, and love history, right? Um, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the history, the finding the history and embracing the history is really powerful. Um to, I am in a home where I am speaking, the, I, I'm truth-telling. Because in this area, no one talks about slavery because, you know, it's the North and slavery wasn't in the North. Rhode Island was one of the biggest slave, um, yes. was one of the biggest uh, uh, colonies and states that did slavery. They, they brought more slaves into America than pretty much any other state. And um, we don't really discuss that here. And it's just, so I'm doing truth-telling. You tell, yes. Yeah, start to look at the history because the history, if you learn the history, you'll never repeat it. Yes. And, and you're not going to have as much competition because people have pretty much forgotten about uh, these beautiful old homes. And I think the show, This Old House, could have frightened. People have said to me, I've, I've watched those shows. Well, you know, those are often you know, homes that are four or 5,000 square feet or whatever the case. And, and there's different levels of renovation and so on, et cetera. But you, I've done it. I mean, I, I, when they see the photos over the over time of what has taken place and the details I share, and you, I think, you, didn't you tell me you put in some rafters and all that kind of stuff? You did it yourself? Yeah. 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 The base, the, uh, the shed, I actually was, was built here recently, and I just re-renovated the shed to make it into a studio. Because, as you know, 
I'm an exercise physiologist, so training people online and coaching and working with people uh, remotely is my thing. So, and also to bring people because I had to close my studio due to COVID. Sorry to read that's a that. good segue because that's, that's where I was going. How <laughs> <laughs> you living, girl? Not only do you own the house, but you can run your business out the house. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. get any better if people are trying to figure out how to get to that place where you own you you can own the quality of your life. You define it. Owning that home is it, and then you found a way to run your company out of your home. Um, yes, now I did. here because uh, I am now one of her clients, and I have to tell you, listening audience, because she is the real deal and she doesn't play. And she will say the same about me and marketing and business. How serious I get! <laughs> I was like, I needed to. I, it took me a minute. Because I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure I could be my be- best self for her, and 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 I and I'll talk about her expertise, and I, I hope she continue to sh- join us on the show and give us some tips about health at home. But but first, let me say this: I ran some numbers, and it was saying that people are actually more successful in loss weight weight loss and 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 wellness and healing at home versus an external gym, and I was like, wow. And, I mean, Harvard did this huge study on it. But I want to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, changing gears just a little bit, Laura, and that is, tell me, how important is it to have space in a house or to get into that, that, that space where um, you, can, you can heal yourself? There's healing that takes place. Yes. There's a calmness. There's yes. a peace. Sh- share that with me. There is, so it's interesting, I believe in having, actually, I have a number of different spaces to do my healing, and I do think that people negate it. They don't, they don't really respect it. They, they just think it's going to happen, and it just doesn't happen. And you're right. You do need to set up your own space. You need to have a space, of, a spiritual space, where you can do your breath work and your meditation and give thanks to whomever you, you, you work with, whatever you do. And then there's the, the healing space of the physical, the actual physical work that you do. Then there's the healing space of the actual, the way you, like the nutrition, the food, right? So as I, as I work through, as I work and I tell people, it's like, take a moment, take a breath. Find a space that's free of clutter that you can find, that you can first do your meditation and do your thoughts and breath work. And then the physical build out of a studio would be great. Not everyone has that, but when you're doing your workout or your yoga, whatever, wherever you do it, make sure that area is clean of clutter, clean of space, and that you have the space to do the work that you want to do and make sure it's, it's someplace you want to be in. I have people who tell me, oh, I'm going to put my gym in my basement. And, you know, unless your basement is well lit and fabulous, Nobody really wants to be in the basement, you know? Right. <laughs> so you really want to, like, really want to do something that's just, like, like make it, make it, you, we make shrines to the weirdest, weirdest things. Like, we'll redo a, do a, a, a garage in a minute and put our fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 car in this beautiful garage, but we'll try to do our workouts, and the only thing that houses our souls from the moment we take a breath, we, we um, let out the breath. I mean, we take an inhale as we're being born to the last minute that we die. This, the, the physical structure that we live in is very, very important. And how do you, how do you, you've got to respect that structure so that you can live the best life forward and that you are able to give from a full well instead of trying to give from an empty well. And no, you're uh, ab- that's how I feel about that. I, I could not have said it any better uh, than that. Um, just, um, and, and and you and I know I'm working on that. I'm actually building uh, an additional yes, you room. Are. Yeah, because I, even though I had the space in my room, I could feel what you're saying. You know, I'm a woman of a certain age. I've gotten quiet. I've had some hits, some broken hearts, you know, and 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 all the other traumas besides society being traumatic, correct? And and mm-hmm. therefore, I realized that with all the dogs and so on, et cetera, I really need a space under a tree where I can, and I, I, I'm in the South and I'm in a quiet town 
and I need to be able to walk out, get dressed and go into this space and just really have it. And so it was it was your encouragement. And I was just thinking um, about just working with you have given me in just a couple of weeks a sense of worthiness and value. Because I got to that place. I had all these beautiful homes. I've lived a beautiful life. There's no doubt about it. But how foolish was I that I didn't do me? You know what I mean? Mm. I had, when you sat down and said, Tanya, that's not how you breathe. And then you made me count. And you said, as long as you're counting, you're breathing. And then you retaught me how to walk. Put your toe in the ground. Stomach this. And I felt like a sense of rebirthing. And that in itself deserves a certain space because for all I've done for throughout my life, you have to come to a point where you know you're worth a home. And then once you get that home, um, or if you have a home, you're worth of living your best life inside that home. Right? Yes. You know? When I see yes. people with a brown sofa and a brown wall, I'm ready to set that house on fire. <laughs> you know, mm. dog oh well, you ain't happy at all. <laughs> you had a coordinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You bring some yeah, colors and things like that that bring the, right because it's tough outside in the, in, the, in the real world. Do you have any uh, additional advice for us or thoughts if a person wants to start that um, home healing, a process of um, it's really uh, dealing with the traumatic system we have to deal with, especially of people of color. I mean, I, I you oh. know, you and I both have friends of so many different backgrounds, but very few cultures have to be afraid, you know, when a cop gets behind me, I'm immediately, I'm just as fearful and I'm, I'm not a criminal. I'm afraid, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid when I go somewhere in Alabama and I'm the only white black person in the room because I've heard comments mm-hmm. already, you, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and so, uh, I'm not running out, I'm, but I'm a cool fearful, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. talk about it. Talk about it. So, is this the truth? And so, what are? Give me mm-hmm. about three steps. You think the first three things a person could do to start to even contemplating um, giving themselves the needed personal time for self healing at home. So one of the things is one of the steps is I really truly believe is to find breath to really allow you allow yourself to fully inhale and exhale. And if you're in your home and you can't get to that breath, then there's a problem. There's, there's a problem because your home should be your sanctuary. It should be a place that you, even if it's in the tub, there should be a place that you could go to that you can fully inhale and exhale so that you feel safe. And as people of color, that's really hard. You've got people being shot in their homes. You know, doing nothing. So really finding that place of true, like, inhale, inhalation and exhalation. And that's really powerful. The second thing is to embrace your ancestors in all of their, and, you know, you know maybe, maybe not the funny uncle or the crazy aunt, you know, but <laughs> generations down. Because generations down, there are heal, healthy, whole, spiritually sound ancestors that you've never met. Yes. And call them in and ask them to help you. Don't be afraid to ask them. You may not be the funny uncle that we're not, but generations down that you've never met, they are there to support you spiritually through this journey. They will not let you crash. They will hold you. Ask them to come in and ask. Ask because we forgot about them because we were, we were taught to forget about them. We were taught, we were enslaved, wow. and we were told that we w- did not have family that cared about us, and we did not come from a country, and unless you knew their names by name, you would never know who they were, and you know what, that, that was a fallacy. We were taught to forget our ancestors. Don't do that. Don't give them that power, because they are wow. there for you. All you have to do is ask for them. So, that is the, that is the second. And the third is embrace your, your health as you would a new car. The latest hairstyle will no longer do. The new car won't do. The finest clothes won't do. In the middle of COVID, what are you seeing? 
people are just, the cars ain't working. The new cars and the new hairdos ain't working. What's working is releasing the poison, releasing the cigarettes, releasing the drugs, releasing, eating whole foods, go back to earth, maybe start to garden and find your truth because that is where we have our truth. And then from that, you can grow from the inside out. You start to, you start to dig in the dirt a little bit. You know, if you can't get down on your knees, you sit on a stool. And you dig a little plot. You maybe plant one plant and you go back inside until maybe it grows something that you can eat. Start to really be conscious of how you take care of yourself. Don't, it's not going to, when you can't eat the latest hoagie and think you're going to be healthy and strong. Right. No, I, I love it. It's like, so be we what, are there. Do that in. Yeah, so you're basically saying we've already, we do these things already when we choose to buy the, the nice car and choose to go out and, and do certain things, then choose the right meal and choose to, to focus on yourself and give yourself some breathing time. Well, let me just tell you this. They're going to beat me. I, 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 look, I didn't know they were hitting me up. You know, this is the first show. Sorry, engineers. They were shooting me up minute three, you know, counting me down to take a break. So guess what? Oh, okay. Laura, good one. It's time for us to take a break. But actually, that ends our our section uh, of this particular um, conversation. And I, I just want to say that no if nobody told you they love you today, I do. Um, congratulations on the purchase of this house. And uh, you're you. always welcome to the show. Um, and Thank I love you. how you live in, girl. I love how you live in. Well, and, and if you want to send us photos, we'll post them on Facebook. The show will be um, also promoted, and it'll be replayed over and over again. I will talk to with you soon. Ciao. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to hit me up, www.empowerri.com. Um, that's my website, and on that page, yes. I have a page for racial justice and for allies. So thank you, you so know, much. I'm, I'm so sorry, but you're also, yeah, and... Actually, it went posted on our on all of our information also. So if you want to reach out to Laura, uh, we've posted her link to her Facebook page and also to her website and all those good things. So you absolutely can get to her. And then she's also replayed on our, our website and also our Facebook page. How about that? Thank you so much. Love you. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. 
Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to How You Living. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to how you living show at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Hello, hello, and thank you. Thank you for coming back. Welcome home, all of our listeners. Well, you know, I have an exceptional, brilliant title expert, and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, Deirdre Brown um, and give a backstory. And, and I hope you can call in if you have any questions. Those folks in the DMV, exa- um, um, absolutely. I'm sure you're going to run a reach out to her. But Deirdre, are you there with me? I am here. Yes. You are there. So let me let me just go. I just want to get, get, go through this little bio a little bit. But I'm also going to tell them how you helped me. And I think um, everyone or anyone that's out there that's buying or selling a home or, or what the other services, and we want to talk about that, uh, why? What differentiates you in the market and the impact you have in the industry um, because of your thoughtfulness and your patience um, um, in conjunction with your expertise and wisdom in the industry. But Deirdre is the president of her own title company. It's Lexicon. That's the correct pronunciation? It is. Lexicon it title. Is. Correct. Lexicon. What is a lexicon? Tell me. It just doesn't sound good. It, I want it to stick in. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. It's, it's Latin for, you know, enlightened um, knowledge. So it's, it's a good word. Okay. It's a, no, it is. It feels good. Uh, and so you are the president. Uh, you're a third-generation Washingtonian, which is a big deal in Washington because people in Washington, D.C., pride themselves on the history and the knowledge and the transformation of the city. Uh, and, and you have to understand that, you know, so many areas of Washington, D.C. And, and Maryland are historic. You really have to have a bright person um, playing around in your paperwork to understand the, the ins and outs because they change. You know, you could be on one, <laughs> you could be 10 minutes away and contracts and everything changes. You know, that's how that plays out. Right, Deirdre? We are. We're in a multi-jurisdictional area. So, um, everything changes uh, from D.C. to Maryland to Virginia, the DMV area. Each jurisdiction is very specific in their contracts and basically their ways of doing business. Well, you know what I really love, um, and I'm going to tell people why I invited someone that knows about the title shortly. But first, let me just let let folks know. I think one of the things that make you quite different is that you actually. Were, you were a realtor at one time. I mean, you have over 15 years experience. You were a realtor at one time, um, and you're active member of all the appropriate associations, and then you went to law school, correct? You went to Clark School of Law, David A. Clark School of Law, and you got all the credentials to do what you're doing now. Um, you're a mom, um, and that's a big deal also. And um, the reason why I wanted a title person because I, too, am a realtor in multiple states. One of the biggest questions I get, especially in this crowded market, is people are so afraid of the paperwork they go running. I have had more people, more than literally, uh, fall back, delay in selling their home, delay in buying a home, because they feel so vulnerable when it comes to paperwork. And I'm always saying, when you get the right team, when you get the right professionals at the table, then the game changes and it takes so many levels of stress off you. Would you agree? I definitely would agree. Um, it is really important that you have the right players at the table as part of your team. Um, a lot of buyers, uh, especially for residential, um, know that they need a lender or know that they need a realtor, obviously but aren't aware that the last really crucial piece of that is your title professional. 
the person who's going to make sure that title is being transferred clear and free, and it's going to make sure everything is recorded properly. Um, I will say that it varies slightly depending on where you are in the United States. Um, once again, you know, our real estate is local. And so we do have some states that have their own specific rules. But in general, uh, you're going to go to a title company or a settlement agency and sign all your paperwork. Um, and these people are the ones who are really looking out to make sure, once again, that everything's the way it should be and that the transaction goes smoothly. Yeah, that's great. What other services, uh, Deirdre, does Lexicon offer to the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia? What other services do you offer? When do people call you? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um, you know, we offer title and escrow services. Basically, that just means that uh, once you have a ratified contract, your realtor is going to send it over to us. We're going to clear title. That just means we do do a title search. We make sure that um, anything that needs to be paid as settlement is paid, that the person who's saying they own the property actually has the right to sell the property. Um, We then work with your lender to get your documents together. You'll come to the office and and or um, also doing remote signings, um, you will sign your documents. And then the last piece, the last two pieces, is we issue title insurance. And that's just to protect you and the lender from any title claims against the property. And then we record the transaction. And so a title claim would be maybe some old taxes or if an ex-wife shows up or ex-husband. Is that what that is? Right. So a title claim can be anything that wasn't, that didn't show up in the um, title search, but that was sitting out there. Um, so, for example, it could be passed through taxes. It could be a mechanic's lien. Um, it can be an heir who, we were, you know, we didn't know about, that kind of thing. Correct. So your insurance will cover that, any title claim. And so that that's, if a person like you didn't exist and that happened, then that becomes a, a, a major problem. Here's, a, here's a, what I'd love, the picture I'd love to paint in the listener's um, mind. Uh, uh, you know, people are still very confused about the role of the real estate agent, the role of um, the title person and, and all these counterparts. And I try to explain it is that while you're asleep over a period of three to four to six weeks, um, a lot of work is being done on your behalf, more than most people actually even can imagine. Because in the end, uh, how many sheets, you know, whenever at closing, closing ends up with how many sheets of paper almost, just an estimate to give you an idea of how much work goes into this. Right. So it's going to be somewhere over between 150 to 200 pieces of paper um, from buyer and seller combined. Yep. Combined. Combined. Right. And, and mm-hmm. because why, and this is why you use a team of people to come in to help you purchase, as most people would say, the most expensive purchase of your lifetime. And that is the average consumer is just not qualified to pull this off <laughs> effectively. And that's why. Right. These, right. Exactly. It, it, you need a, a it, professional who's going to look over the documents and make sure everything's correct and make sure title's Clear. Well, well, I'm going to come exactly. clean. So let, let me tell you how, what Deidre did for me. And I try to always give her, um, you know, lunch. That's all I can do is lunch. Want to go out for lunch? Thank you. Whenever she worked with any of my clients in the DMV, um, the patience level, Deirdre, I have to tell you, is beyond anything I've ever seen. Um, here's a person that genuinely and thoughtfully care about um, her clients and not just her clients, her realtors, because as the realtor, she would just go over the whole contract with me as though I was a, a buying or selling client and 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 check. Now, I'm a part of a brokerage company and I have brokers that can, you know, that double check. But Deirdre always will always go the extra mile um, lexicon title to make sure that that customer feels well. I remember remember the couple um, there was one couple divorcing, and the young couple that was getting married, the, and her, the young African American gentleman pulled her chair out, and all this kind of stuff, and and we were sitting there, and he, and you handed him the keys, and he said, "Is that it?" <laughs> and I said, "Is that it?" <laughs> now that that's a smooth transition transition when a first time home buyer says, "Is that it?" And you said to him, "Congratulations," and handed him the key. 
and he was waiting for this these stories of, of tragedy and, and overwhelmingness to occur and how you work the entire room and, and um, it's just a compliment to your expertise and why I wanted to feature on the show and hoping that the folks in the DMV contact you, which is interesting. Who normally finds you? Is it the, the consumer, the buyer, seller, or I know the answer, but this is, you know, radio or, uh, or is it the realtor? Um, so it's normally the realtor, and I work closely with my realtor partners, uh, just like I did when you were up here, um, in helping them build their business by being a resource for them. So if you need help with your contracts, if you need some transaction management, so that when we do get to the table, it is easy and smooth, and your clients, you know, they hear these hard stories about how the settlement's for two hours. Okay, settlement should not be for two hours. <laughs> we're not doing a two-hour settlement. We're going to sit down and we're going to explain the, the documents to you, make sure you under. Uh, understand everything, give you some tips, especially for my first-time homebuyers. I like to give them some tips on things they need to do. And it should be smooth and easy. And you should at the end say, oh, that's it? Oh, great. And now go enjoy your home. Right? So most of the time, it's the realtors who are bringing me the, um, the buyers because most buyers, once again, don't always know they even need a title person. So. Well, I, well, I'm going to say this. As a marketer, my first love, I say it, listening audience, tell your realtor to make sure you hire. <laughs> tell your realtor, because they are allowed to do that. I heard about Deirdre on not, uh, on How You Living, and I'd love to sit down with her and support her business. Um, I think that would be a really cool thing um, to happen for you. Um, what What do you think about the current market, uh, home market now? What are your thoughts um because you're an insider, you're a major insider. What what are what are consumers thinking when they get to the table, or what what do you think overall? Right now, as you know, the inventory up here um, in DMV areas is, is is tight, so we don't have a lot of properties on the market. And so when a a buyer does get a ratified contract, right now, you know, unless there's something really wrong, they're staying in those contracts and really trying to get the closing because they know they don't have a lot of options on the market. Um, we are seeing, of course, um, sales prices uh, over asking. Um, we are seeing a little bit of some clients waiving home inspections. I won't get into my thoughts on that. But um, the main thing right now is just staying focused and just keep trying. You know, it may take you several contracts before you get one ratified. Uh, but, right. but you're buying into a market where historically, and of course I don't have a crystal ball, but historically the values go up. So you're buying into a market that's always really high. Oh, yeah. D.C., Maryland. So, that, that's why I maintain my license right. there and I bounce back and forth between D.C. and in Alabama because not only do I love the market because of the history and its its community. I mean, it's just a great, you know, I've lived a lot of places. The DMV is one of the best. The DMV is we absolutely. Have a lot here. Yeah, you have a yeah, lot here, it's, it's, and, and then you have such yeah. a diverse group of highly intelligent people. People are really smart, and and they get things so much quicker. And that's another conversation because uh, we're going to feature communities and how to choose the best community for yourself and your family, and how to create your best mm-hmm. communities for yourself and your family. So those are conversations down the line. But um, you know, I wanted to, um, if you were going to um, when you think about consumers and people get to the table, what is the emotional state of people? You know, uh, I read somewhere where in some cases, 40% of the people don't buy a home because they can't handle it emotionally. What are your thoughts about it that? It is very stressful. The whole process is stressful. Um, from looking for properties and maybe losing out on several contracts, you know, just feeling like, okay, well, maybe I just can't afford it. No, you can afford a home. You've got to find the one that's right for you. Um, getting through the home inspections, getting through the appraisal contingency, getting through all the hoops you got to jump through for your lender. Um, so by the time they get to the table, especially since it's normally moving day, so that means they're coming to me, but they got a moving truck <laughs> sitting out somewhere <laughs> being loaded. You know, everyone knows how stressful moving is. Um, they're a little stressed. And so it's my job to kind of bring it down a notch help them focus, breathe, if we need to do some breathing activities, and um, focus on what we need to do. And once again, get through the paperwork 
help them understand what they're signing. It's a lot of information being given to you in a short period of time, but also being a resource. I tell my buyers, especially at the end, listen, I know I told you a lot today. If you, if you have any questions when you get home or when things settle down, call me. And they do. I get buyers who call me and say, oh, I can't remember what you said, but I don't remember. Can you tell me again? And I don't have a problem with that. It's a full service. It's just like the realtors, you know, once you finish a transaction, you don't abandon your client. Well, we don't abandon our clients either. Uh, for most sellers, they're happy that they're selling, that it's finally gotten there because they're selling for a reason. Normally, they're moving or something. On occasion, right. we do get sellers who are selling maybe a family home. And it's a little emotional. So I have had clients at the table who have gotten upset because, you know, it's closure. Um, because right. they're selling a family home normally because someone has passed. A pa- so. But here, here's the big question. And that is, um, for me, it's worth it. But is it all worth it? Because that's what I tell folks. People say, is it worth the headache? And I go, is it? It's as though I, I, I've never had a baby, but I, I always equa- uh, compare it to, you know, it's like having the baby and that feeling afterwards. And so we have about two minutes. So what are your thoughts? Um, is it worth it? It is 100% worth it. You are now a homeowner and you are building equity and wealth. And so on that note, I'm going to end it just like that. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners. We're here next week, um, Wednesday at noon Eastern time. Um, Make sure you check us out on Facebook. I'm going to be doing exciting things um, from product reviews to live videos. I'm going to be touring homes. And we're going to really give you some seasonal reminders about when it's time to change the filter and what you can do in your yard. We're going hard, and, and, and we, ain't, we ain't going back. We want to get all those folks in homes that's not, and you know who you are. I want to say we love you here at um, How You Living. Uh, Deirdre, you're always welcome to the show when everyone you want to come on and, uh, and share any uh, information with us or trends. We would appreciate it. And that being said and done, if nobody told you they love you to, today, I do. Big old capital letters. Connect with LaTanya live on Facebook and Instagram for resources, step-by-step workshops, product placement reviews, support, and more. Until we talk again, thank you for tuning in to How You Living. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.